0: Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About Teaching. I'm Mrs Murray. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And a special thank you to Miss Alana for suggesting today's episode on resources. Today, we will be exploring the most helpful resources when using digital and remote learning and teacher hacks. Since March 2020, with the closure of schools under the first lockdown, teachers have been exposed to a dramatic increase of available resources online. Training opportunities have been limited, due in part to last minute decision making and partly due to the exponential growth of transmission within Scotland. Despite this, Education Scotland guidelines and guidance from the Scottish Government for Educational Establishments encourages teachers to be as creative as possible and use a range of approaches including visual, audio, interactive, computer and non-computer led learning. Teachers in Scotland have risen to the challenge and they've used their colleagues as a network to explore and engage with resources. Today we'll be talking about the best resources available to us within secure educational platforms, and some tech tips for professionals out there really struggling to keep up with the demands of IT and digital literacy. In this episode, we will be exploring online resources as digital literacy becomes a priority for Education Scotland. Well, yesterday, the First Minister of Scotland announced the return of Primary 4-7, to 15th of March 2021, and the phased return of senior pupils, who are expected to have provision to attend school one day a week before the Easter holidays, with the next stage of phased return being with senior secondary pupils returning full-time after the Easter holidays. Whether or not all the new digital literacy skills and knowledge that teachers in Scotland have been exploring during the remote learning period due to school closures for the COVID pandemic remain such a high priority is yet to be seen. There is an assumption that Google Classroom, Globe Logs and Microsoft Teams will be continued to be used throughout schools in Scotland, possibly as a backup plan for schools in Scotland who will be concerned about contact tracing or positive coronavirus cases, which will mean classes and teachers may have to isolate and revert back to digital remote learning. In our school, for example, we will be continuing to use these online resources and these digital platforms to issue homework to children to ensure that they are continuing to use their digital literacy skills. I'd like to make it particularly clear to any practitioners in Scotland listening that teacher unions have been clear on this, and that no teacher should be both doing face-to-face class commitments and providing remote learning online. And in a situation where children with additional supports need, or any pupils in schools in Scotland who are on the shielding list, may not yet be returning to full-time education. In these circumstances, practitioners in Scotland exploring online and digital resources is still essential for the development and progress of those pupils' learning. In this episode, we'll be exploring top tips for resources online for teachers in Scotland, Of course, it will be different if you're using Google Classroom, Glow Blogs or Microsoft Teams, but I hope that I've covered a few of these areas so that you can all find something useful that you can implement into your own professional practice. One workload issue that's been highlighted by teachers across Scotland is the issue of providing feedback to pupils online, which can be extremely time-consuming. Practitioners in my own school have been exploring ways to streamline feedback online. The most popular of these has been to use audio and video feedback, Video feedback can be used in Google Classroom using the Screencastify extension, and this can be saved into your pre-generated comment bank and used for all of your learners that you feel that it might be appropriate for. The second popular way of providing feedback to our pupils has been to use the Mote extension, which allows you to lead audio voice load clips for feedback. These extensions are embedded into the Google Drive and will auto-save either into the Drive or directly onto your Google Classroom. Pre-generating a comment bank can be a very good way to save time when you're providing feedback to your pupils online. You can do this with text, video or audio and they will be saved into your comment banks for future use. Another excellent development from remote learning has been the ability for teachers and practitioners to collaborate using online Google Drives. They can make a copy of each other's resources, but do be careful to check the share settings, add your own pupils which you can do by clicking share and also you can notify your pupils so they receive directly the Jamboards, the google slides or the powerpoint that you wish to send them most practitioners in scotland having engaged with role learning for quite a few months now are confident using google forums however myself i hadn't realized that i could save a quiz template with the allocated points that would save me time every time i went to start a new google forum quiz i also use the self mark and auto-release function This allows me to generate a quiz, mark the correct answers, and as soon as pupils complete this work, automatically Google releases their score according to the pre-generated answers that I have provided. This means instead of marking 20-odd children's quizzes, I mark it once when I create the form, and all of those children get instant feedback as soon as they have completed their quiz. Another top tip that I have used for my digital learning is to reuse my own posts. You can reuse posts from any classrooms where you've been invited as a teacher. For example, in our school, all of the teachers have been on all of each other's classrooms to share good practice. This is also a streamlined workload. The Google Drive is something that has been facilitated by Education Scotland and by our GLOW email login for some time now in Scottish education. However, practitioners have not had the opportunity to explore the Google Drive search engine functions. And I would like to let them know that the search engine function is particularly helpful. For example, if I have a photograph of my local area, but I haven't saved it as that in the name, I can still search for that area. For example, I might search church, and anything that has a photograph of a church, Google can identify, even if the name is just picture. It can also search within text, within PDFs, and I think one of the most excellent things that I have found on Google Drive is that you can convert PDF and image documents by using Open with Google Docs. You can save any PDF or image that's not editable onto your Google Drive. And once it's uploaded, if you right-click and you search Open With and select Google Documents, it'll take a few moments, but it will very accurately take all the text from the PDF or from the photograph you've taken and transcribe it into Google Docs. It is always important to have a quick scan because sometimes it can get a little bit confused. But in general, I find this particularly time efficient. Another app that I often use is Office Lens. When I have been in school, if I have paper resources, teacher textbooks or wall displays that I feel like could be beneficial on my Google Classroom, I use Office Lens and I can take a photograph. And what it does is it centres and straightens it automatically. And I can upload this onto my Google Drive. With the recent funding commitments from the Scottish Government, local authorities across Scotland have been able to invest in IT. For example, in our school, we now have 30-odd Google Chromebooks. We paid for this from our school budget, and we had double that because we had another 30 provided by our local authority. Google Chrome and the Chromebooks offer many fantastic functionalities, such as Immersive Reader, which allows you to highlight text from websites, remove all other ads, and for this text to be read to the pupils while highlighting each word that it's on as the immersive reader goes through the document. Another very exciting functionality of Google Chrome is the ability to create QR codes for websites. If you're looking on your Google Chrome, you look up at the top for the search bar at the HTTPS, where you would usually search for any websites, On the far right of that website box, you will see once you highlight the website link you're on, you will see it highlight in blue, select all, and what will appear next to your star for bookmarking and saving websites, a square with four small squares inside. This is the QR code functionality. If you click this, it will give you a direct link that you can copy into your platform to share with your learners, which means that they can just take a photo of this on their camera and be directed automatically to the site. This is particularly useful for infant learners who can struggle logging in and out of different platforms and accessing different resources. It will also take pressure off of parents at home who will not need to support the child as soon as they are comfortable taking photographs and recognising to click the QR code link. This will become very easy for our learners to access independently. Another resource that I have found streamlines my workload most effectively is creating a master template on Google Slides. By creating a master template that I open every time I'm going to start a new topic or a particular lesson using Google Slides, I open my master template where I have set the font, the color, the background and the size. This allows me to actually focus on the content of my teaching and learning, my learning intention and success criteria, and not waste time making sure that my background is right for dyslexic learners, that my font size is large enough, or that the text I have chosen is appropriate. Whether the teaching profession across Scotland will continue to use these digital resources remains to be seen. If you have anything you would like to share with the podcast, or any questions and concerns that you think we should be raising about digital literacy in the teaching profession, then please do write into the podcast. I would be so happy to hear from you. And you can do that on time to talk about teaching at gmail.com. That's time to talk about teaching at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to the episode today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Take care.